and welcome to Studio RC, a weekly encouragement of your faith and your recovery. My name is Pastor Max. I am an alcoholic, and I am sober today only by the grace of God and the fellowship of the program as contained in the recovery literature. So we've been going through different prayers. We've had this series on prayers, some of them specifically recovery prayers, some of them found in uh, the Bible and faith-based prayers, um, but all things that are encouraging uh, for people in recovery. So we're going to continue in that series today. And this is a, a lesser known uh, Bible verse, and it, it really became popular. And, and we're going to look at the background and where it came from and uh, just uh, how it can speak to us uh, as people in recovery and also as people of faith. So today we're going to look at, th during this session, of Studio RC, we're going to look at the prayer of Jabez. It's a prayer that um, it comes out of First Chronicles. It's it's two verses. It's kind of buried in First Chronicles, and you probably wouldn't even know it existed. Um, but it came to the forefront. There was a book written by about it called the Prayer of Jabez, breaking through to the blessed life. That was uh, what the book was called by Bruce Wilkinson and it was published back in 2000 so almost you know almost 25 years ago um, and it became this best-selling book but it was based on just two verses and so I'm going to share those two verses with you and they come from first Chronicles uh, the fourth chapter verses 9 and 10 and this is the only reference we have um, to Jabez and it's it's an interesting one. Here are the verses. It says, uh, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to God of Israel, saying, and this is the prayer, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from the evil one. And God granted his request. Two very simple verses, probably overlooked for a long time. Uh, this The book really kind of, again, really brought it to the forefront. But I think it has some applications uh, for us. It was interesting. Wilkinson uh, encouraged uh, Christians to invoke this prayer for themselves on a daily basis. One of the things he said is, I challenge you to make the Jabez prayer for a blessing part of your daily fabric of your life. To do that, I encourage you to follow unwavering the plan outlined here for the next 30 days. By the end of that time, you'll be noticing significant changes in your life, and the prayer will be on its way to becoming a treasured lifelong habit. So he kind of put that forth. Um, and the book was this international bestseller. It sold, uh, it was on the New York Times bestseller list. It had sold over 9 uh, million copies. And um, and just it was it was just an interesting highlight of scripture that that might have been missed. Now, to be fair, there's there's a little controversy probably attached to it as well. Um, so there was some people thought it was um, it took like it to the excess using this prayer almost as in a superstitious way of uh, you know for signs and of health and wealth and prosperity and. And uh, I think, you know, prosperity, everyone gets a little nervous in faith when we start talking about prosperity. Um, 
And I, I don't believe that God intended the prayer to be used in the way that was sort of being criticized. And so I, I think if in the right spirit, I think that the prayer can really talk to us. Now, what's interesting, again, it's um, it's tucked within this page, the page of this not so popular book, First Chronicles. You probably haven't been, you know, going through First Chronicles too frequently. Um, and then it's hidden within the confines of an even more unpopular list of names that uh, it's going through. So the first nine chapters of First Chronicles are mainly a, a genealogy and historical account of Judah. Uh, but when you get to chapter four, in this sort of unexciting list of names, we find this golden nugget. And uh, and it really, it you know, I think it could be missed. And I think it was probably, it's missed by many. So I appreciate uh, the book kind of enlightening us. So I want to take a look at uh, the prayer. Let me, again, just read it to you one more time, because I think uh, the words really, there's not a lot here, but there are not a lot of words here but there's a lot of meaning and power here. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Right off. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, every sibling longs to hear this or, or would hate to hear this. Talk about sibling rivalry. You made it in the Bible for being more honorable than your brothers. His mother had named him Jabez saying, I gave birth to him in pain. So, the name Jabez means painful birth. That you know, you kind of have a strike against you with a name like that. But Jabez didn't uh, let that stop him or stop him from leading an honorable life. Um, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. So he acknowledges and recognizes, the, you know, who his higher power is. His higher power is the God of Israel, um, and his prayers: "Oh, that you would bless me." Uh, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. In other words, kind of um, whether it's physically enlarge my territory, enlarge my influence, uh, my ability to influence others. Let your hand be with me and keep me from the evil one. And God granted his request. And that's even all. Not only do we get the prayer, we get that God answered the prayer and granted it. I love let your hand be with me. We talk about uh, in the fifth step promises, walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. Um, again, the big book does a, a great job of throughout the, the first 164 pages. It knows that sometimes people struggle with God and higher power. And so it gives us all these different descriptions of God. If you see capital letters, it's Bill Wilson, the authors of the big book, way of saying, this is another aspect of God. If you're struggling with the concept of God, let us present this concept. Whenever it talks about power, if it is a capital P power, it's talking about God's power. A lowercase p, it's talking about our power. I was powerless. My power did not was not sufficient. So I needed a higher, capital P, power. I needed a power that was greater than myself. And so when it talks about walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. Again, it's just another definition or or part of the character of God. But I, you know, walking hand in hand with the, the spirit of the universe is very much let your hand be with me. Like in other words, both of them talk about this intimacy with God and also indicate that God is not someone who is far off. 
that God is intimately involved in our in our lives, whether it's hand in hand or let your hand be with me. Like God is is with us in an intimate way. <clears throat> so let's let's look at Jabez for just a moment. Like, what do we know about this this character, this person? Uh, you know, he was a member of the honored nation of Israel. We know that from the list. He was a member of the royal tribe of that nation. Um, it's not definitively stated, but he appears in a list of people from Judah. So he probably, because he was in that list, um, he falls under that tribe. Um, he was the worshiper of the one and tr- one and only true God, the God of Israel. Um, not God, the God of any other pagan nation. He specified which God um, that he was praying to. It's interesting. His birth was associated with peculiar and unusual sorrow, and his name was given to him by his mother, not by his father, which is also unique in that culture. Culturally, the father usually named the child, but in this case, the mother did, and the mother associated with the the pain and the sorrow uh, uh, connected with the birth. Um, as, As we said, he is more honorable than his brothers. Now, we don't know if his brothers were honorable and he was just more honorable or like he was honorable and everyone else was like, you know, they were no good. Uh, they, they were all, you know, the, the messed up. Uh, this was the golden child. We don't know. <coughs> we just know he was more honorable than his brothers. Um, it may depend on your siblings and your family makeup, how you read that. Um, I'm not sure that's the best way to interpret scripture, but I think uh, we're not, we don't know anything else than that Jabez was more honorable and more honorable than whatever his brothers were was significant enough to mention him. Um, uh, we know that he was, he was a person of prayer. And uh, how cool is it that there's this little reference that his prayer was so powerful, it made it into the scripture and it, it acknowledges that God granted the request of his prayer. That's a, that's a powerful prayer. Um, we know that he's an ambitious person. He desired more territory, greater influence, greater responsibility, uh, all good and right in their place. And I think people could get a little, whoa, 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 about increase your territory. Um, I think that in the spiritual context, uh, in which we read it, it's it's. I think it, it's meant to be. Let me have a God ordained influence um, over, uh, like the the people I come in contact with. Help me to have greater contact in carrying the message of of recovery, which we hear in the twelfth step. Carrying the message of faith about sharing our faith with others. Um, so there's that, that's that, that territory picture is, is an interesting, um, picture and prayer as well. There are some things that he prayed and they're, they're very specific. The first thing he said is, bless me, Lord. Um, to bless in the biblical sense means to ask for, or to impart supernatural favor. Um, so what we're at, what, we're asking for is this wonderful, unlimited goodness that only God has the power to know about or give to us. Um, when we say, bless me, Lord, it's not like, bless me, Lord, to win the lottery. 
Um, a blessing from God is, is connected with God and connected with his influence, connected in relationship. Um, and sometimes when we say we want more of God, we want to ha- increase our capacity um, for God's presence as well as God's blessing. So he starts out with this, bless me, Lord. And the only way that we will ever experience all that God has for, uh, has for us is by asking him. And that, that almost goes to that, the 11th step where we, you know, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will and the power to carry that out. We, in the 11th step, we're praying for the knowledge of God's will. So we're like, God, we're just asking for a sliver. Give us what you already know. Tell us where you're at work and then give us the power to do that. Um, and I think that, that that's in the same spirit. Um, he asked, enlarge my territory. Um, are we thinking too small of what God wants to do in and through our lives? Or I'll even say, are we thinking too small about what God can do in and through our local recovery churches or the recovery church movement? One thing is for sure that Pastor Phil and the entire Recovery Church movement um, staff do, does not think small. Part of our vision for Recovery Church is to be in every town and city in the nation and beyond. And we know there are about 15,000 cities um, and towns throughout the country. Our vision for Recovery Church is to be in each and every one of them. That is not a small vision. So I love that... Uh, that the the staff has a big vision. The question, if you're in recovery church, do you believe you can that your that your campus can influence your community? That it can make a difference, um, that it can make an impact in your community, um, that you have an opportunity to carry the message of recovery and faith in a way that no one else can. We are positioned to do it. And the question is, are we thinking big enough? God, give us the opportunity. Give us the opportunity and give us, help us to have the relationships and the connections and the, and the, what we might say are chance meetings to continue to spread this gospel, to spread this good news. Um, think of, of how God can increase the things that we're doing. When Jabez prayed to enlarge his territory, he was thinking more than just land. And I think sometimes people get caught up with that, but <coughs> he was maybe thinking about influence in his life, which I, I mentioned. The will that God wanted him to do is, is also what he's, pre- he's praying for and pr- praying to live out. Jabez wanted to give him, wanted God to give him more opportunities that, than just the plot of land that he had inherited. He had inherited this. He wanted to carry the message further. He wanted to have greater influence. He wanted to spread the word. And then he also says, let your hand be with me. Like, God, be with me. That concept of Emmanuel that we talk about at Christmas, that's not just for Christmas. God, be with me. Let your hand, and let your hand, it's even more intimate, let your hand be with me. Um, I, you probably have heard the term hand of God or hand of the Lord. This is a biblical term for God's power and presence 
in the lives of his people. So when someone asks for the hand of God, or we talk about the hand of God, we're talking about this presence of God in our lives. Again, that intimacy um, that comes from a hand holding a hand. Jabez was so certain that God's hand um, was upon him and was it was necessary for blessing that he couldn't imagine a life of honor without it. So he said, let your hand be with me. And I love, then he said, keep me from harm. And whether it's uh, the Lord's Prayer, keep me from temptation, whether we talk about people, places, and things, you know, keep me from harm, keep me from going back to the places. I love in the, the psalm where it says, the dog returns to his vomit. You know, how often have we returned to, you know, our scenes of the crime and, you know, those people, places, and things. And in this, he says, keep me from harm. Um, in asking God to keep us from harm, we're asking for his supernatural help to protect us. And the, the book tells us that sometimes the only thing that will be between, between me and a drink is our higher power, is God. That's the only thing. So God, keep us from harm. With our hand and your hand, in that intimacy and in your presence, keep me from harm. Oh, I love that. You know, and there, there, there are some lessons that we can learn from this prayer, from just Jabez's uh, posture as he approaches this. When we pray, begin by acknowledging who God is. The very first thing scripture tells, tells us about Jabez is that he cried to the God of Israel. Jabez states God's lordship and headship over his life. He acknowledged he had had that encounter with God and recognized who God was. If you haven't gotten there, continue to ask God to reveal, reveal himself to you. But if you are there, acknowledge who God is, who God has revealed himself to you through this part of your journey. When we pray, do it with a heart fully invested in the blessings of God. David said that you would bless me. He not only recognized God as the one and only true God, but he also acknowledged that blessing comes from God alone. It's not something that we come up with. It's not something we do, which is, I love throughout the steps, we're always asking God to make the difference in our life. When we're powerless, we ask for our higher power or God to come in with his power. When we have shortcomings, we ask God for God to remove them, not for us to remove them. So this, this, this power of God and acknowledging the power and blessings of God. When you pray, ask God to multiply your territory and to do more through you. This is a scary prayer to ask for greater influence, to ask for greater leadership and opportunities to share. And, and it's not always, it's not always going to be from the front. It's not always going to be from the platform. It could be at a sh coffee shop one on one. It could be after uh, a recovery church service or after a meeting when you're meeting in the parking lot and you're talking that you, you have these opportunities. When Jabez asked that you would multiply my territory, Many think that he was simply referring to physical land when asking to multiply territories. But if we look at the lineage of him, we can understand that he's not merely speaking in terms of wealth and prosperity, but he's talking in terms of impacting the kingdom of God. He wanted his spiritual territory to increase. We want Recovery Church to continue to increase. 
And the reason we want to increase is so more people can be helped. And as more people are helped, more people will know God. And as more people will know God, they will come to this saving knowledge that comes through knowing Jesus. Twelve steps, one goal, that goal of that spiritual awakening. That's why we want things to continue to increase, because we want people to experience the love, the forgiveness, and the redemption that comes from a spiritual awakening. So increase our territory so that more people can experience God's love, can experience all the fruits and the promises that come with knowing God. When we, when we pray, request more than blessings and provisions. And honestly, the, the big book usually tells us not even to pray for ourselves. So the, maybe this won't be an issue for you. But sometimes if we're stuck, God, you know, bless me, be with me. Maybe if you're in that rut. But we pray, he prayed that God's hand would lead him. We, we want to make that same prayer, which is, is that 11-step prayer. Through any circumstances and trials that come our way. That's the greatest blessing of asking for the knowledge of God's will and the power to carry that. God, I want to know what you're doing. I want to know where you're at work, and I want the tools so that I can join you. Because if I know where you're at work, but I don't have the tools to join you, um, it's fruitless. But if I have the tools, but I don't know where God's at work, that's going to be fruitless too. So we ask for the knowledge. God, where are you at work? And that when you're where you are at work, I want to come join you. I'm not asking you to bless what I'm doing. We're trying to come alongside of what you're doing. And that's truly where that blessing, your hand be with me. And it's really, we're putting our hand into God's hand. Um, when we pray, come to God vulnerable and ready for him to turn your weakness into his glory. Turn our powerlessness into his glory. If we admit in the first step that we are powerless over drugs and alcohol, when our lives are transformed, how can we do anything but point? Point to the one who has done it. Point to the one who's brought life change and transformation in our lives. It's not us that did it. We acknowledge from the first step that we were powerless. We didn't do this. So who's going to turn our weakness into his glory? God's going to do it. Our higher power is going to do that. So by the first step, we admitted we were powerless. And by the 12th step, we've had a spiritual awakening. This transformation, this transformative uh, process that has happened to us because of our higher power, because of God coming into our lives and making everything different. If that's not turning weakness into glory for God, I don't know what is. There's no way that we can take credit for what God has done. I love that as part of this process, Jabez made a name for himself. Like he, he did not allow um, his name, birth pain, sorrow to define him. In the same way, we don't want to allow alcoholic or drug addict to define us. And actually, I think sometimes when we share, hi, my name is, and I'm an alcoholic or drug, there's actually freedom in that. Sometimes people don't understand that, but we're not defined by that. By being an alcoholic or a drug addict, the truth is we have this freedom to experience life. We have this hope. It's forward-looking when we say that. Jabez did not allow his name or the meaning of his name to cause him to not embrace or uh, enjoy all the fruits that God would have for him. 
And so this little prayer was was something that really it made a difference in his life. And honestly, I think it can make a, a difference in our lives. I'm going to just close by reading it one more time. If you want to get the book, you can get the book. I'm sure it's been reprinted a bunch of times. And um, uh, you probably could find it in your church library if you have one of those. Um, but uh, listen to these words. Let them bless you and let them give you a vision for both your recovery and your faith. And maybe even take out Jabez and put your name. Your name, Max, was more honorable than his brothers. Luckily, I don't have any brothers, so I'm not causing. My sisters may be upset, but but I, let me just put your name in this. But listen to this, and I'll just read it as it is. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from the evil one. And God granted his request. It is my hope that not only are you encouraged by this, that God grants your requests as well. I thank you for coming to another production of Studio RC and your weekly encouragement in your faith and recovery. We encourage you to, to like the video, to like the podcast, to subscribe, to share with a friend. Do all those things that, that you do for a podcast and, and we'll continue to enlarge our territory, enlarge our opportunity to spread the encouraging words of faith and recovery to others. And we appreciate that. We appreciate you coming and uh, being with us. So just remember, Recovery Church, there's 12 steps, one goal. God bless, and we'll see you next time.